I was preaching at a UU church in Long Island, and um, afterwards, coffee hour, this very dapper young man, red hair, sparkly blue eyes, gorgeous blue suit, comes up and says, is that y'all's, he didn't say y'all's because it was, (laughs) is that your rental car out there? It has a flat tire. And Kaya and I were like, oh, no, well, let's call AAA and get him to fix it. He said, no, no, I'll fix it for you. And I said, oh, your beautiful suit. And he said, I I would love to do that for you. And there was a very large woman behind him that um, wasn't really passing for female. And, um, And she said, I'll go help him. It'll be fine. And so the two of them went out and started fixing the tire um, on the car, and we went out to help. And uh, and um, the woman said, really, it's all right. I know exactly what to do. I was a mechanic in my other life. And I said, in your other life? And she said, yeah, when I was a guy. And I said, oh, okay. Um, and... She said, I'm not helping because uh, this is a moment he's been dreaming about for years. And I said, really? Yeah, he, uh, he used to be a she. And uh, he's never gotten to gallantly fix a tire for two. And it was true. His eyes were sparkling the man who was changing the tire. And then, to cap it all off, uh, one of those Unitarian Universalists, we all know them, um, you know her, came out of the coffee hour and took a look at us and said, oh, perfect, typical, three women standing around watching the guy change the tire. (laughs) I just thought, there's a lot you don't know. People say gender is binary. There are men and there are women. That's how nature made it. But really, that's not how nature made it. There are in-betweens who are born every day in every country all around the world. And in some cultures, they're seen as touched by the gods, and they're allowed to grow up as in-betweens. In our culture, uh, traditionally, the parents and the doctors have had a conference about which gender to assign to this in-betweenish infant And then the infant gets to be that gender throughout its whole life. You know I was the kind of mother of two sons that didn't want uh, my sons to be um, oppressed by gender stereotypes. And so when my first son was a baby, um, I dressed him in yellow and green. And um, people, he was quite beautiful. And... People couldn't tell what he was. He, he didn't have a lick of hair till he was two. and But he didn't have a bow on his bald head, which most southern baby girls did. So they were thinking he was maybe a boy because of the bald thing, but they weren't sure. And when they would ask, I would tell them. I wasn't going to say, I'm not going to tell you. Because that's just obnoxious. But... Um, 
you know, I, I told him he could do anything, wear anything. We had all different colors of clothes. And when he was about two, we went over in our yellow clothes to um, play at a friend's house. And all I saw was his little yellow bottom as he was face down in the toy chest of this kid, just throwing toys over his shoulder. And then he came up with this gun. And it was like he had found the grail. It was like, oh. And he played, he played with that thing for two hours, and I had to pry it out of his fingers when we went home. And I didn't buy him a gun after that, but he made guns out of sticks, out of cheese, out of bread. He made guns out of everything. Because the kid liked guns. There was a moment with the firstborn, one August, he was about first grade, um, when he thought he might like a Barbie lunchbox as part of his school supplies. And I thought, ooh, okay, here it is. I got my chance. I'm like, honey, it's fine if you want a Barbie lunchbox. That's great. And then he was like, oh, yeah. He carried it all around the store. And then I don't know what happened, if anything, but he put it back and got a G.I. Joe lunchbox after that. And um, before we cashed out. And he wanted a G.I. Joe doll, too. And I said, that's fine. We'll get you the doll. And he was like, action figure. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. So if it's a girl's, we call it a doll. If it's a boy's, we call it an action figure. Yes. So those rules, I tried to mess with those rules just a little bit in my life. When I taught them card games, I told them that queen beats king. I think they were in college before they realized (laughs) I had lied. So I violated the truth in parenting law, sue me. And in this culture where men are more highly valued than women, it's more of a problem if a young kid who's born a boy wants to express as a girl. That's a problem for the whole family. And the kid needs a lot of family support. Um, If a little girl wants to express as a boy, as in the Dar Williams song, she was just a boy for the first nine years of her life. And it, and that's, and it, some little girls feel like they're going to grow up into being a man. Some of them don't ever think about it. Some of them, puberty hits them as kind of a betrayal. It's like, what do you mean I can't ride my bike without a shirt on anymore? And sometimes puberty hits boys that same way. What do you mean I can't put glitter in my hair anymore? What do you mean I can't wear pink? That's crazy. I'm down to navy blue and black? Really? Um, There's a little kid in another UU church who is a boy who likes to express as a girl. And his family support goes like this. They talk to him about it. And his dad paints his own fingernails. And all the men in the church decided to paint their fingernails to support this kid. I think that's very dear and brave. Ask for the gift of compassion and understanding. And the, the way to get to compassion is through curiosity. But just being curious about somebody as an individual. What are you like? Are you a reserved person or are you an outgoing person? 
Are you a person who who likes to be by themselves or a person who likes to have a party? Or sometimes both, or it depends. There are lots of things to know about each other. Other than, what are you, a boy or a girl? That is important, but not of ultimate importance. Not like truth, not like compassion, not like love. That's the work we are called to do. You have been listening to the Living Prophets Podcast, where each episode takes a bit from a different religious tradition, a different minister, and I try to weave together some of the threads that define liberal religion and activism and inspiring messages to carry us forward into the future. This week was from UU Austin. Uh, Meg Barnhouse gave the sermon in July of 2018. And it was titled, The Gender-Bred Person. And I liked it because she illustrated in very human terms many of the nuances and difficulties in understanding our own identity. And I think she humanizes the struggle that people have had. We're all trying to understand each other. And if we can approach that with an open mind and start by listening and trying to understand each other, the dialogue would be very different. Each week, you can find this on iTunes. Go ahead and review us. If you like us on iTunes, it makes it a lot easier for others to find this podcast.